This is Called by God, stories of ordained women in the Anglican Diocese of Grafton. I'm Reverend Cathy Ridd and welcome. Today I'm speaking with the Reverend Canon Camellia Flanagan. Camellia, thanks so much for speaking with me today. I'd like to begin by asking you to share a little of how it was when you began to sense God's call to ordained ministry. I'd always been a church organist mm-hmm. and since I was the age of 10. So I'd listened to thousands of sermons, but I was really um, at Port Macquarie. I'd retired from work and I was, had a Bible study group. I was also a licensed lay minister and a palliative care volunteer. And I found that people, when they knew what I was involved with with the church, wanted to talk about spiritual matters. Mm-hmm. And like as not, it came to sins they'd committed and forgiveness. And I couldn't give them last rites or forgive, you know, give them the official forgiveness, but I could tell them that God forgives anyway. So I was studying... Um, with a group of people who were at Port Macquarie and a a retired priest and we were studying theology through Macquarie University, distance education. And I was doing just two subjects a year, coasting along and thoroughly enjoying it all. And I sort of suddenly got the feeling, get a move on. So the next year I did four subjects. And then with this palliative care and the lack of facilities for people who were dying and ministry in that area, I eventually, with my courage of the Bible study group that I was working with, put my hand up for ordination. On that journey to ordination, can you share some of the challenges that you encountered? When I went to my parish priest, I was told that I was an unsuitable person. They saw me as being too powerful. Um, I was um, a member of parish council. I was uh, a member of Bishop in Council uh, for the area. I was disaster recovery uh, chaplain and person for the um, area from Port Macquarie to Grafton. And I was a woman. (laughs) And 50% of the congregation at that time were people who had come from Sydney Diocese to retire in Port Macquarie, as well as a few old stalwarts from, from there. We'd previously had a a deacon or deaconess in Port Macquarie and when she was made a deaconess they marched around the cathedral three, four times and did an exorcism and carried on. And she went off to England and was ordained as a priest in England long before any of us were ordained in Australia. Tell me a bit about some of the supporters that you had on that journey. I went to my bishop and I said, I feel that I'm called to do some sort of ministry. I wasn't exactly sure what, but I just felt that I needed to have the authority or the the mark of the church to do more than I could do as a lay minister. As a lay minister in Port Macquarie, I was not allowed to take a service in the church. I was not allowed to preach in the church. I was only allowed to take services in the chapel. When all this happened, I went to the bishop and he said, leave it with me. And within about four days, I received a letter back from him um, to say, Basically, if you're serious about this, you are to resign from everything that you are involved with in the parish and go to Kempsey and 
sit as a pew sitter in Kempsey for a year and you can join any organisation within that parish but not in the leadership position. So I told my Bible study group, didn't tell anybody else, I packed up my wagon with a microwave and, a, and my books, a few other things, um, my push bike and rented a shed at the back of a house in Kempsey and I sat in Kempsey for 12 months as a pew sitter and I had a wonderful time with no responsibilities. It was the first time in my life that I didn't have a key to the church. It was a very good time for me. It allowed me to have time and space and to sit with God without responsibilities, to be involved with things without responsibilities and I think it was one of the best years of my life. And Father Peter Richards was the priest at Kempsey and he was very supportive, very incisive in his teaching and guidance and, and really he, he helped to make that period for me special. I was amazed at the love and support that people gave me along the way. Um, 2009 I was ordained as a deacon and then two years later I was ordained as a priest. Now a question about today. Now I wonder what you think are the biggest challenges for ordained women in the Anglican Church of Australia today? I think at times women are still seen as too powerful. The rest of it, I mean, women are pretty good at climbing up ladders. And I think most of us can work out ways and means of overcoming a lot of the things that are thrown at us to, to sort of stop us. And I know I had to sort of, you know, work differently around things. And there's still some men that don't feel like taking communion from the hand of a woman. Um, but, you know, I think we need to say get over it and move on. <laughs> Not be that, but really I'm, I'm try, I try to be more sympathetic. <laughs> face to face when I'm confronted by a gentleman who, who is not happy. But there's very few that come now and talk about being not happy about women because they've had a chance to see what women do and, and how the ministry works. I think it's once they've experienced the ministry of women. And I can remember my own husband, he was a little bit that way inclined in the beginning, but um, when he was in hospital, um, the assistant priest, Sophie Watkins, came to visit and she brought Holy Communion with her and he had been ministered to by um, parishioners with Holy Communion from St Peter's Eastern Hill and they were bringing reserve sacrament and he just happened to say to Sophie, it's not the same. So the next time she came, she came with a basket and in the basket she had the chalice and the whole box of dice from the altar that we used at St Stephen's Mount Waverley. And she spread it out and did the and the tears were running down his face. So she was a priest who listened, who heard with her heart, and came back and ministered. And he appreciated that. What gives you joy in your ministry? I think all of it, um, and it's and it's not happiness. It's a it's a feeling of inner peace and and joy, and and knowing that the Lord goes before you, 
because many, many times I've got physical, theoretical, spiritual, whatever evidence that the Lord has been there and, and moved heaven and earth, if you like, for things to happen. Camelia, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Next week, I'll be speaking with the Reverend Dr. Desiree Sneiman. Called by God is produced in the Diocese of Grafton as part of the celebration to mark the 30th anniversary of the ordination of women in the diocese. Produced and edited by the Reverend Kathy Ridd, copyright 2023.